Where do emotions go? Good morning and thank you for joining us. We are truly grateful to have this opportunity to spend a little time to share God's Word each week. It is our hope that the things we consider give you a reason to search, study, possibly challenge your thinking and understanding. It is certainly not our desire to offend, and we try to walk a fine line as religion can be very emotional, which we're going to talk about today. After all, is there anything more important than pleasing our God? Is there anything that should concern us more than doing something that is displeasing to God? Emotions can play a big part in the decisions we make, so let's consider. This effort is a part of the outreach of the Church of Christ at Ben, Arkansas. Small community, Ben is about halfway between Mountain View and Drasco on Highway 5. Services start with Bible study at 9.30 Sunday morning, followed by a less formal sermon, observance of the Lord's Supper, and a more formal sermon, if you will, afterwards. You're welcome to any and all of the times we gather to serve our Lord and Savior and God our Father at Ben Church of Christ. And you can find more online at benchurchofchrist.org, and you can email us, radio, at benchurchofchrist.org. Emotions. This is a word we likely know well, but let's take just a second and consider its meaning. Emotion is defined as an intense mental state that arises subjectively rather than through a conscious effort and is accompanied by a physiological change, also defined as a strong feeling, a pretty intense definition from the American Heritage Dictionary. Intense mental state that arises subjectively rather than through a conscious effort. Emotions are related to sensations, but emotions are triggered from an external source more so than an internal source. Emotions e imply knowledge. The concept of beautiful, beautiful or the concept of ridiculous each trigger emotions but based on our knowledge of the meanings of these words or perhaps from the examples of these words. Emotion can be coupled with things like desire that can take our emotions, our experiences, and even our decision-making on a challenging ride. A study of emotion and the role it plays in religion is worthwhile as we can see at least two extremes. On one extreme... Emotions play a huge part in our religion. An example being the feeling one has in their heart as a deciding factor in their decision-making when it comes to worshiping their God, regardless of most anything else that might be presented, that it is that feeling, it is that emotion that leads the decision-making process. On the other extreme, cold, emotionless, empty religion where one simply is going through the motions. Yes, these are extremes, yet hopefully the definition along with these extremes gives us some examples to work from in our time today. We have some examples of individuals in the Bible that displayed emotions. What happened when Moses returned from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, when he found a wild party going on and in the middle of it a golden calf as the idol? He broke all Ten Commandments at once, literally, and went back up the mountain and brought back another set. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, yet years later when he realized that his brothers, his family, 
standing before him and their lives literally in his hands as they desperately needed food because of the famine, we read in Genesis 45, then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him, and he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. He wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard him. That was Joseph. Jesus showed emotions many times. At the, la at the death of Lazarus, we have the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. The Hebrew writer notes strong crying and tears when Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Christ had compassion for the lost, the example of leaving the 99 sheep behind and going after the one lost sheep. Children were frequently a reference in using them to show how gently some situations should be handled. He cleansed the temple of the money changers on two separate occasions. When it comes to preaching, the gospel is stated to be the power of salvation. In Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, says verse 16, for it is the power of God into salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first, also to Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The word power here is the same word we get dynamite from. So certainly an exclamation point. Paul spoke of some in Rome, in Romans chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They were filled with enthusiasm. But Paul says something was missing. They were excited, but their offerings were still not accepted. Why? Because it wasn't according to the pattern. It wasn't according to what they were supposed to be doing. And Paul's statement was what? That they might be saved. So they thought they were, but in the end, they were not. Interesting question. You can almost hear the emotion as we read the sermon on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Certainly, emotions have a place in our lives, in our teaching, and in our worship services. Yet, we must be careful when emotions are more than that exclamation point. If not careful, emotions can be more in control as we consider. There's a phrase called spatial disorientation. You've heard about that before. JFK Jr., the helicopter that went down with Kobe Bryant and others, investigators have determined that in each of these instances, the pilot of the plane or the helicopter became disoriented. How does that happen? In the helicopter crash, the pilot flew into clouds. And while it is common for an aircraft to go into the clouds, one has to be trained to use specific instruments. Why? Because you cannot rely on your feeling. Clouds remove all aspects of orientation. And it removes all aspects of points to which one can orient themselves you lose the capacity of understanding up, down, left, right. Instruments can be dependent on 
if you monitor them to help keep your bearings where you are in space. We have feelings of sorts that can tell us one thing, that we're flying level and we're flying straight, when in reality, we could be flying straight down towards the ground. One is trained not to just use these instruments, but also to trust these instruments. And this is very hard to do as you are going against practically everything your body is telling you. But knowledge, when you bring a truthing mechanism into the picture, your life depends on following what you can depend on, even if going against what your heart, your gut, your mind, your opinion, all of your capacity says tells you otherwise. Faith is the backbone of Christianity, not emotions. Emotions play a part. Faith is built on fact, the Word of God, Romans 10, 17, that dynamite that we talked about just a bit ago, that word that convicted the thousands on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that gave an emotional response. We should never allow emotions to become the foundation of any decisions that we make, certainly not those that are either pleasing or displeasing to our God. We must base those decisions on something more truthful than our emotions. Paul addressed being in control on more than one occasion. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22, the New American Standard reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. What is that? Crucified the flesh. What was he talking about? And he added the word here, passions and desires. This was alluded to in our definitions. When emotion is coupled with desire, that is a textbook definition of passion. It is the flesh that thrives off of emotions. And we are encouraged, encouraged and even warned to be cautious and to maintain control with these concepts of the flesh. We know that emotions can wreak havoc in our lives if we yield. We all have examples of times that we just couldn't handle a situation. And what? We have a hard time thinking clearly when that is a situation, as though we have lost our direction, we're in the clouds. When we are at the lowest points in our life, it is hard to see anything other than despair. Yet others around us can see more clearly, those not as emotionally charged as we. Emotions are very powerful. Let's not underestimate them. Paul said what? remain in control. It is the outcome of the spirit, which is related to faith, which is tied to the word. The word is what? Truth. Emotions can deceive. The truth remains constant. Don't forget our, our mention of emotions implying knowledge. When we have a stronger foundation of knowledge, it is much easier for us to cope with stronger emotions. Consider for just a moment that child who has experienced the harsh word no yet again, it destroys them, screaming fits, absolute loss of control because they simply cannot understand a single line of reason. 
In 2 Peter chapter 1, we pick up in verse number 3, seeing that his divine power has granted us all things, everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us his own glory and excellence. For by these he granted unto us precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust, desire. Now for this very reason, applying all diligence in your faith, sublime moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, and perseverance, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours in increasing, they render you that you should neither be unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten that he was purged from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For as long as you practice these things, you shall never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ will abundantly be supplied to you. We can do things in one place that don't fit in another. There's a place for emotions, but there's a place we have to be very careful. There are things that belonged in the tabernacle under the old law, and there were things that did not belong into the tabernacle of the Old Testament. And then when things were taken across that threshold, it was called vain. In Matthew chapter 15, we read there, this people, Christ said, honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precept or the commandments of men. One does not have to look very far to see the impact that emotions have had in worship. Our worship is not about what we like. Now, certainly some things that God has asked for finds more favor with us than some of the others. But God has revealed what pleases him, knowledge and truth. What man dictates outside of what God has stated is vanity, is empty because it benefits who God or man let our decisions be based on a thus saith the Lord and not a thus saith the pull of our heartstrings one will lead you straight guaranteed and the other can disorient you and mislead you in path that lead in a much different direction than you think you are heading our time is gone. We thank you very much for joining us and look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.